the snap. Looking. Flips the ball. Diving for the pylon. And he's got it. Razzle dazzle. Touchdown, Houston. And the Texans go in front. There is no offseason for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do. Now, it's Texans All Access. Hello, Texans, and welcome to the program. Great to have you listening tonight. Mark Vandermeer with you. John McLean's on the show. So is John Harris. I just Instagrammed for the first time in a long time. I've been um, really staying off the media that is social as far as the posting part of it. I'm still uh, spying on everybody. But anyway, it's great to have you aboard. Training camp is starting soon enough. It's actually underway, technically, but uh, you wouldn't know it. You know it based on the coverage. Uh, we are Zooming with the coach. We're Zooming with players. A lot of Zooming going on uh, and a lot of practice of sorts going on with the team, but not the full coverage yet. A week from tomorrow, we will be live from the Houston Methodist Training Center doing Texans Training Camp Live, 8 a.m., Friday, August 14th, live coverage of practice. So stay tuned for that. You're going to hear plenty of promos about that. But right now, let's get John Harris aboard. Let's get the General John McClain from the Houston Chronicle aboard. And, gentlemen, welcome to the program. General, so great to have you aboard. How's camp going for you, a camp unlike any other, really? <laughs> well, my camp is consisting of Zoom interviews. We've had many of them. Having 11 coaches come on uh, Wednesday was like speed dating. And uh, <laughs> the Texans did a great job of lining them up. And the one that blew me away was the new special teams coordinator, Tracy Smith. He was funny. He had a great sense of humor. He uh, was insightful. And uh, he gave a lot of good information. And he knows he's got some big shoes to fill. Brad Seeley is his mentor. His dad, of course, is Carl Smith, who's on the staff. And and But Tracy has been with Brad Seeley for 10 or 11 years. So I don't think they'll skip a beat. But those are some big shoes to fill. But uh, And then today, Brandon Cooks, who's he and David Johnson did their second. And I'm writing for tomorrow about David Johnson and Duke Johnson and being on the field at the same time and the mismatches that'll create. But it's fun to get back in the swing of things and do the, and do the interviews. And I got to tell you guys, let's see, 43 years I've been outside during training camp. I've yet to be outside. It will be next week on Thursday if we pass our three COVID-19 tests and we'll be on the field when they put on the pads. And I'm Actually looking forward to fighting the traffic, coming over there and sitting around in the sun because it's been so long. Hey, General, does your wife know what to do with you at this time of year? Because typically you're you're gone at this time of year. My wife keeps looking at me like, don't you have something to do? Does your wife know what to get, do with I, you right now? I get totally ignored. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I work out of our dining room. I turned it into my office. Carol turned one of our bedrooms into her office. So the twain meets in the den in front of the TV where, where we go when we're through with what we do. So I'm sure she's ready for me to uh, start going over there again every day. John, you mentioned uh, Tracy Smith and special teams. It's so crucial that the improvement of the last couple of years, that that train keeps rolling here, especially in a year where, look, every year field position is so important, but 
We don't know how crisp you're going to be on either side of the ball, and I know all teams are in the same boat relatively as far as prep for the season goes, but the special teams factor is as important, maybe more important than ever. The last time we saw the Texans special teams, they were making humongous plays to help the Texans build a 24-0 lead at Kansas City in the division around the playoffs, and then they made some horrendous plays to turn the game around and help the Chiefs stage the 51-31 comeback. And that is going to be on their minds, as it should be, because you have to learn from experiences. Just like J.J. Watt said last week, you know, they'd be naive if they didn't uh, learn from that experience. And I think not having training camp on the field, joint practices, and preseason games hurts special teams more than any area of the team. Offensive and defenses, they're veterans. They have veteran players, even though there's some young guys like Ross Blacklock, and that they want to contribute, having a lot of veterans on both sides of the ball, even if they come from other teams, is an advantage. But in special teams where you have such turnover every year, and they have some mainstays who contribute on special teams and are very good, but that time is for evaluation to see which guys make the backup roles because they play special teams. The good thing for Tracy Smith, he knows who his kicker, punter, and holder are going to be. He's got the best holder in NFL history. And John Weeks, the same member of the team, Kymie Fairbairn. And in anger, my goodness, anger had a great season after he was re-signed to replace Trevor Daniels after he'd been cut. So the only question, DeAndre Carter, I don't think you're going to see guys like John Reed on punt returns and Tyler Simmons on kickoff returns be able to win that job when they're not going to have a chance to distinguish themselves. So I expect DeAndre Carter will hold down both of those chores again. John, as we get an opportunity to go out to practice next week, what's going to be the first thing you watch? And I ask you that I ask you that every year, but typically we get a chance to at least see what the offense looks like. Deshaun throwing the receivers, running backs catching the ball in the backfield. We get to watch a lot of the seven-on-seven type stuff. So we all want to see the physical. We want to see the offensive line, defensive line stuff. But all of a sudden, we're going to be thrown out there. There are going to be a lot of players we haven't seen. We haven't seen Deshaun throw to any of these guys. It's going to be the first time for a lot of stuff. So what's going to be the first thing that you want to see when you go out there next week to training camp practice? Well, I'm interested in watching Watson just because you can't take your eyes off of him because he's such a spectacular player. He's not going to be out there running around making any incredible plays like he did against Oakland and Buffalo and in some other games. But he does have new receivers, Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks. You know, I'm eager to see Kahali Waring after he spent his rookie year on IR. I'm interested in Ross Blacklock, all the draft choices, Jonathan Grenard, John Reed. The coaches are real high on John Reed, fourth-round pick at cornerback. Interested in seeing Isaiah Coulter, the rookie receiver from Rhode Island, who needed a offseason and preseason as much as any player because he might get some opportunities if receivers get hurt. And they've got receivers who've had injury issues. But mainly the new players, whether they're young, whether they come from other teams like Cooks and Cobb and or Eric Murray. Eric Murray's another one. You want to watch him in coverage because they got rid of their second and third uh, safeties and he's under a lot of pressure. And so anybody that's new, anybody that's coming off injuries, and uh, so those are the ones I want to see the most. 
John, we are all lucky enough to watch practice and go to every game, but most of the fans listening digest this game through television. And the experience, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking about what it's going to look like. So what do you think of what you've seen so far in the pandemic of the NBA, Major League Baseball, and how do you think the NFL is going to look once it's presented on TV and most people get to see it? Well, first of all, that might be us too. I don't know about you, but we have been told – Who's going to get to cover what game? The NFL has not given the league a plan. Now, Chronicle has eight credentials for home games, three on the road. We don't know if we're going to be allowed those when you're in a press box and you've got to be six feet apart. You know, and the truth is, you're not going to be six feet apart. You're in all those booths that are like phone booths. I don't have plenty of room. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. You and you and Andre and Robert are like sardines up there, and so I don't really was serious. You know, you guys, how are you going to social distance? So that hasn't been determined by the NFL yet. And I know the first game at Kansas City is it's big. I want to be there because it's Thursday night. There will be no fans in the stands. There will be protests. Players kneeling. Bill O'Brien has vowed to take a knee. So there's all kinds of things off the field, the actual product on the field. I watch baseball. I watch basketball. I've watched hockey. There's no difference. You know, Fox on baseball has a little background noise, but it's not intrusive. I don't even notice it now. And so I think the games are too good to be affected negatively for the TV viewer because they don't have fans in the stands. That would affect the athletes themselves, but more than it would fans. But once they get locked in, they're not paying attention to that. The big deal, of course, is no team's got a really a home field advantage because of the crowd, and they always say that's worth three points. General, you can come down to the sideline with me because it sounds like there aren't going to be anybody down there. I should be able to be socially distanced uh, hopefully all year long because there will be like five people down there, which would be kind of nice for once because it gets well, you really, also, John, really crowded should be able to hear a lot more, too, Yes, than you do when there's 77,000 fans in Arrowhead Stadium, the Sea of Red, when it's hard for you to hear down there. Now you should be able to hear every, almost everything. And I like that. I absolutely love that. Speaking of hearing things, John, today we got a chance to hear from uh, Brandon Cooks, David Johnson, and Coach O'Brien. Let's stick with the players. Was there anything that you took out of the conversation today with those Two players, Brandy Cooks and David Johnson. I know it's a lot of, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that sort of thing. But was there anything that stood out in the conversation with those two new players to the Texans? I asked Brandon Cooks because two years ago when he was at the Rams and they went to the Super Bowl, David Johnson played every game. He had almost 1,400 yards rushing and receiving. He scored 10 touchdowns. I believe the Texans would take that this season rotating with Duke Johnson, which he will do, and a lot of times they'll be on the field together. And I thought I asked him about the pressure of always being equated, being equated with DeAndre Hopkins, and he admitted it was. But he also said, I've been under pressure since 2016. I like the pressure. It makes me want to be better and compete more and do everything I can to prove doubters wrong and Bill O'Brien and the organization right. And in 2018, you know, he had over 2,000 yards and 20 touchdowns. And so maybe he can get back somewhere close to that if he can stay healthy. But he's got a lot to prove. And I know watch the idea 
of Tim Kelly having two running backs who can line up anywhere on the field and catch almost as well as wide receivers has got to be so intriguing for him how to utilize them and against what packages. And then what do defenses do? Stay in a base defense, go to a sub package. And I asked Brandon Cooks about going against David Johnson and when he did, and of course he praised the heck out of him and talked the same thing about how dangerous he is as a receiver and how he's such a smart route runner and he has great hands and that versatility is such an advantage. And he, like everybody else, is excited about seeing Johnson and Johnson on the field together. Well, if both those guys are completely healthy and with all the options you have and the tight end group, you wonder how that affects playing time or formations with the receiving group, John, because if everybody's healthy and there are no trades, how do you think they carve up playing time or formation appearances with this receiving crew? Because you have four veterans who can play, and who knows what the other guys are going to do. I think they'll come out in three wides, and that'll be Cooks and Fuller outside and Cobb in the slot, Darren Fells at tight end, and David Johnson at running back. They can go four receivers with, with Kenny Stills, giving them three guys that run ran into four threes at their combine, and then Cobb, who was a slow 4.46, and then they could bring in Duke and David. Nine times last year they started Fells in Jordan Akins at tight end. The biggest issue they got, the biggest problem, other than potential injuries, is they only got one football for having all those weapons that they've got on offense. This is a great Great opportunity for Tim Kelly. Calling players for plays for the first time. Bill O'Brien has told me in the past he thinks Tim Kelly's got what it takes to be a head coach. Now he says the same thing mm-hmm. about Anthony Weaver. So it is a tremendous opportunity for Kelly to get some recognition by helping this offense be one of the most prolific in the NFL. John, in your opinion, where does Lonnie Johnson fit on this defense? I think when, they, when they're when they going up against three wides, they would have him, Conley, and Roby, probably Roby covering the slot. Lonnie's worked really hard in the offseason. You know, he was put in a very difficult situation at Kansas City. Deshaun Gibson was out. Jaleel Adai was out. So he had to help try to cover Travis Kelsey, and it was a mismatch. And if he uses that as a learning experience, that'll make him better. You guys know most players make their biggest improvement going into that second season, but they need him. I envision Lonnie playing corner and playing safety, playing around the line of scrimmage, playing on the boundary, whatever he can handle mentally after the virtual offseason program. And then physically, I think we're going to see a big contribution from him. Well, in Week 2, 2016, they did a nice job against Kelsey when the Chiefs visited NRG Stadium. That was a good win at the time. You know, people forget about these things, but that was a real nice win for the Texans that day, uh, shutting down the Chiefs or at least slowing them down enough to get the victory. How do you think they handled t- handle Kelsey September 10th based on what you just said? Is it one of the safeties? Is it Reed? Is it Murray? Is it going to be Lonnie again? What do you think as far as where we stand right now? Justin Reed is their best player in the secondary. He's right there with Bradley Roby. Roby's not going to cover him. Zach Cunningham can't cover him, even though he's the best in coverage, a linebacker. Maybe Eric Murray. I don't know. They've got, they showed they have confidence in Eric Murray, even though he's never been a regular starter. But he's going back to Kansas City. 
and maybe he wants to put on a show. I'm guessing they'll try different players. Uh, Roby would cover Tyreek Hill. He's done that a lot when he was in Denver and here last year. But they've got to get a handle on Kelsey, and I'm not so sure I wouldn't double him. John, I think the offensive line could be a major story for this team, but it feels like it's the least talked about thing. Maybe it's because we haven't seen it, because we haven't seen him in practice. But I feel like the continuity in the offensive line is maybe a story that's undersold, under you know, not told. I don't know. What are your thoughts about the offensive line? Am I right in my thought? Well, I did a column on him a couple of weeks ago about all of them being back intact for the first time since 2011 and the significance of that. I think the fact that they are all back and we know where they're going to play is one reason they're not getting as much attention. And look at this time last year, Laramie Tunsil's in Miami. Uh, Max Sharping was playing center, right tackle. Titus Howard's playing right tackle, left tackle, guard. They didn't know where everybody's going to end up. And so then they figured it out. And now there's no questions. The luckiest guy on the staff is Mike Devlin. After everything he's been through as the offensive line coach, the mixing and the matching, and they're trying to cover up for ineptness or injuries. Mike has got his guys. He's got his depth. And uh, I think that if you look at it, if they stay healthy, they're going to have tremendous improvement. They showed a lot of improvement last year. You know, they, they, Deshaun Watson, by the nature of the way he plays, creates some sacks, but he gets away from some sacks too. And I think part of the maturation process for Watson in his fourth season is doing a better job of getting rid of the ball quicker. Uh, even though he likes to throw the ball down the field. And as long as Laramie Tunsil doesn't set any records for jumping off sides, I think this line could move into the upper echelon. Anything catching your attention in the division? Vic Beasley out for the Titans still, that kind of thing. How do you think the competition is sizing up so far, John? That's weird. You know, they've now heard from him. You know, I don't know if he's got COVID-19 and he's not coming in. I don't know what the deal is. They don't know what the deal is, but they paid him $6 million. They want him to be an outside pass rusher. They're still interested in Jadeveon Clowney, but not on uh, the price tag that Clowney has right now. I'd love to see them get Clowney and see him going against Laramie Tunsil twice the season. And hmm. the, the Colts, I know you wouldn't like to see that. It just dawned <laughs> on me. You always want to get rid of Andrew Luck and you finally get rid of him, now yeah. they bring in Phillip Rivers. They're pinning yeah. so much on Rivers. If he's like David Johnson and he can play as he did in 2018, they'll compete for the defensive, for the AFC South title. If he does not play like he played in 18, he plays like he played last season, they'll be third place. And in Jacksonville, they had 12 players on the COVID-19 list. Texans haven't had any. And uh, Texans had any Vanderdose, the only player that opted out. Jaguars, I think, had a couple. So everybody thinks the Jaguars are going to finish last. I look for it to be a three-team race and come down between the Texans and Titans. John, what do you have going on in the Houston Chronicle? Well, I'm writing about the Johnsons for tomorrow. I have a Sunday column. Aaron Wilson's writing about Brandon Cooks. We've got blogs. We've got stories. We've got podcasts. And I appreciate you guys letting me come on. And I hope to see you for the first time in months 
next Thursday. Or maybe well, I'll see you. Do you guys get tested every day now? Yes. John does. I do. John, John does, and uh, and I just uh, fly around the perimeter. Well, I'll see you guys <laughs> next week, either when we're getting tested or I'll see you at practice on Thursday, I hope. Okay, well, we'll see you out there, John, for sure. Somehow, some way. John McLean from the Houston Chronicle joining us next up. It's glass half full, glass half empty for each of the AFC teams contending. We'll include Jacksonville, too, just because we're nice. That is coming up, among other things, next here on Texans Radio. Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. Houston Methodist is still here for you, seeing patients who need our care. Even in these uncertain times, our commitment remains the same. We put our patients at the center of everything we do. We can see you virtually. We can talk to you on the phone. We can even see you in person if needed. Rest assured, we are taking every precaution to keep you safe. We're still here for you. Contact your doctor's office or visit HoustonMethodist.org slash here for you. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Simple acts of kindness and community are more important than ever before. So Ashley Home Store is introducing the Ashley Cares Relief Program. We're offering 0% financing for 60 months with three-month payment assistance on qualifying purchases. Ashley Home Store is here to serve your furniture needs. Text Ashley to 797979 to set up a virtual appointment today or visit us online at ashleyhomestore.com. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans, Ashley Home Store. This is home. Stay connected with the Houston Texans and join the Stampede email newsletter for the latest news and team stories. Each month, Stampede members have the opportunity to win sideline experiences, tickets, autographed team memorabilia, and more. Visit HoustonTexans.com to sign up. Make sure you follow the Texans on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And take the Texans with you wherever you go with the Texans app and never miss an update. For a winning feeling, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse in the Galleria. Indulge in prime steak and seafood, world-class wines, and exceptional hospitality. Looking for the ultimate game day experience? Host clients, alumni, and friends in Del Frisco's private Texans room. Watch your favorite team on a 60-inch television while surrounded by Texans memorabilia and seating for up to 14 guests. From extra fine touches to big screen touchdowns, visit Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse. Located at 5061 Westheimer in the Galleria. More Texans Radio is on the way. It's a trillion-dollar economy, and you're right in the heart of it. It's an incubator of innovation, with industries reaching from underground to outer space. It's Houston, and it's fueled by GE. Over 5,000 Houston companies work with GE and leverage knowledge across the company. Engineers, lean manufacturing experts, logistic managers, and more. GE is a leader in dozens of industries around the globe. So whatever your company needs, chances are we have someone with the right expertise, and we're happy to share. GE, imagination at work. 
Calling all superheroes. At the Pelchin Children's Center, all of our foster and adoptive parents are our heroes. If you've considered becoming a foster parent, there's no better time to attend a virtual informational session. The Pelchin's families come in all shapes and sizes. They are single or married, working or retired, have children of their own, or no prior parenting experience. What they all share is a genuine desire to care for children and the ability to provide a safe and loving home. Learn more at thepelchin.org. The Pelchin, the official charity beneficiary of the Texas Bowl. Hey, Texans fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day. So skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Red Diamond knows perfect's not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Deshaun Watson's got nothing but love. I love this organization. I love them and their family. I love the coaching staff. I love the coaches. I love the players. I love the city. I love the fan base. Right now, my main focus is doing everything I can to bring the city and this organization its first championship. It's first, championship. It's first championship. Wow. We would love that too, Deshaun. Let's get it. Come on. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. Keep up with the Houston Texans everywhere you go. Download the Texans mobile app. Harris with you. Great to have the general John McClain on. And Tyler Milner is our producer. We have Tylers who work at the stadium, two of them, video gurus. We got Tyler at the radio station. A lot of Tylers in my life here. If I call somebody Tyler, I'm, uh, I got a high percentage chance of being right. So, Johnny, uh, we're going to do the um, glass half full, glass half empty with the AFC South in just a moment here. But as you mentioned, Bill O'Brien uh, did talk about some things with the media via Zoom today. And one of the subjects that came up, of course, with the appearance of David Johnson today was Johnson and Johnson in the backfield. Duke and David, how are they going to be together? What's the situation? Here's what the coach had to say. Yeah, we've uh, we've worked hard in the offseason to, um, you know, come up with different packages uh you know, relative to some of the things we've done in the past. And, you know, some of those packages obviously involve David and Duke. Both guys are, I believe, three down backs. Um, they can play on all, all three downs. They can they can run it. They can uh, catch the ball out of the backfield. Really smart guys, uh, really good communicators. I would say, you know, David's come in here and been very impressive. In great, fan, uh, fantastic shape, smart, you know, really picking up the offense well. We saw that in the spring. But uh, to see him in here in the walkthroughs and things that we're doing um, – you know, I think he has high expectations for himself. That's the type of guy he is, and uh, we, we have high expectations for him. All right, just so people know, they're doing some walkthrough stuff now. They're going to ramp up and do some OTA, non-pad type practices, and by the first time we see them, which will be Friday next week, they'll be in full pads. That's never happened before, okay? I've never showed up to training camp and day one they're in pads, but that's basically what we're getting as far as the view. This is going to be for all teams the most secretive camp ever 
you're going to get the least amount of looks from the media or the fans, both, of the team. And opening day shows up, somebody could be running the wishbone for all you know. <laughs> I mean, it is going to be wild stuff to see how people line up. And, Johnny, they got to take advantage of it. I mean, this is – I'm sure all the coaches are excited about that. Now, there will be scrimmages, and some teams will have more coverage of those scrimmages than others, but I'm thinking that they're they're going to want to keep the coverage of that to a minimum because this is a huge competitive advantage yep. in a preseason where you feel like you don't have many, right? And guess who's getting shut down with his Harris hits? I can imagine with each and every <laughs> practice. I can I can tell you, I've I've already prepared myself <laughs> for it. Uh, here's here's Harris hits this year. The sun was shining. People were playing football. Deshaun Watson that's threw it. a pass. <laughs> Laramie Tunsil wore pads today. Zach Cunningham made a tackle. That, that's, you can't that's get what's this information. Be. And you know what? Anywhere Here's else. the thing. Here's yeah. the thing, Mark. I don't have any problem with it because I absolutely, without a doubt, agree with you. No mm-hmm. doubt. I, I can't remember who it was. If it was DP or Drew or you had sent a uh, sent in, in a group text a tweet from the Browns saying that they were going to allow live practices to be filmed and i immediately said they'll do that once and then that'll be it because Mm -hmm. there will be 31 teams or maybe not 31 teams because 31 teams aren't going to play the browns but the other 13 teams on the browns schedule they're going to end up having like um you know hate Steelers account you know two three six five and it's going to be the Steelers, all their you know scouts watching it I would. Heck, I, yeah. I mean, I might just to try and get something on the Browns. Now, I mean, look, Kevin Stefanski we know is going to run Gary Kubiak type stuff and, you know, Mike and Kyle Shanahan type stuff. We've seen the Browns play before. We know what Baker Mayfield has, but, you know, there might be that one guy that you see for the Browns that they may want to try and sneak through onto their practice squad. And you yep. see him and you're like, you know, I, I, I like that guy. I like that guy. Now, you get an opportunity to do that in all the preseason games. You get an opportunity to do that in joint practices. Well, with those out the window, how are you going to get information on other players throughout the league? Well, if the other teams in the league hand it to you, and that's what the Browns are doing. The Browns are handing it to you on a platter. So I get what they're doing. I totally understand. The fans want to be involved, and the Browns fans are great fans. They want to be involved. But you know who also wants to be involved? The Texans fans. And all of us, we all want to be involved. But we also know that, you know what, if we're sitting on a little secret as we go into September 10th against the Chiefs, so be it. So be it. Yeah. Yeah. So from that perspective, it's going to be as secretive as ever. The flip side of that is there's going to be some young players and some unknown players that, you know, I think of Victor Cruz a couple of years ago. Remember Victor Cruz when he was with the Giants in his second, it was the second year actually. And they they were going against the Jets at Hard Knocks. And Victor right. Cruz lights them up. Uh, no, that was his rookie year. He lights them up. Well, the next year, Victor Cruz is up on the big squad, and he's tearing it up. He's going to Pro Bowls, playing in the slot, and was tremendous. But we never would have known who Victor Cruz was if he doesn't show up against the Jets on that preseason game that ended up Undrafted. on hard knocks that year. Yeah, Undrafted so, out of yeah. EMAS. Yep. Absolutely. So it it you're not going to have those stories. You're not going to have those players – um, and I got to a point with Harris Hits that I, I really – I couldn't mention those guys because I I knew and I've been told many times there are people reading to just 
know who is making plays, who somebody Heck we should yeah. keep an eye on. Be- because and it makes of, total sense. Yeah, let's say a Victor Cruz doesn't make plays in a preseason game, but he's lighting it up in practice. You'll be like, right. Right. you know, at least we can get him on the practice squad, or maybe we want him on the active roster anyway. I mean, who exactly. knows? And and some teams are deeper than others, and you know, you might want to uh, figure out a way to keep these guys around. Okay, let's get to glass half full, glass half empty here. As all right, here's the glass <laughs> filling up. All right, all right, we're gonna go glass half full here, Johnny on the Colts, okay? Good. Give me the glass half full, and we're gonna, well, I want to do these quick because I want to get through all three. Uh, and we, you know, I guess we can do the Texans in the next segment or tomorrow or something, but Colts, glass half full, go. Darius Leonard's one of the best linebackers in the league. Quinn Nelson might be the best offensive lineman in the league. I think the Colts up front and the front seven will be as athletic as any team the Texans will face this year, maybe including the Steelers. Steelers front seven is going to be exceptional as well. Uh, you've got Phillip Rivers. If Phillip is able to channel 2018 Phillip Rivers, the Colts offense is going to be very, very, very difficult to stop. T.Y. Hilton has something to prove. And Marlon Mack now joins Jonathan Taylor. I should say Jonathan Taylor now joins Marlon Mack in the backfield, which behind that offensive line, one of the best, mm-hmm. arguably, top five in the league, those two could run the rock a lot. A lot going on for the Indianapolis Colts. All right, give me the glass half empty on the Indianapolis Colts. I am not convinced that the Colts secondary can really stop anybody right now. I know they added Xavier Rhodes. I think he's on the back, not not even the back nine of his career. I think he's on hole 16, 17, 18. He did not play well the last couple of years. The Vikings, he went to the Pro Bowl based on reputation. Uh, I think Rocky Sin is not quite where he needs to be. I think that the receivers for the Colts, if T.Y. Hilton is banged up, they're going to have to rely on a rookie in Michael Pittman, and I'm not sold that that's going to be the case, uh, that they're going to be able to do that. Uh, and if Phillip Rivers of 2019 shows up for the Colts, then that offense is really going to struggle because they're going to mm-hmm. turn the ball over and give it back to opposing offenses, and that's not going to be good. That's going to put that defense out on the field. And look, for as good as I think that front seven is and athletic as it is, I still think that you can move the football on them. Uh, I don't think they're exceedingly big, so I still think you can run the ball. And I think Darius Leonard, for as great as he is, I do think there are times where he's a little uh, more oh, – what's the right way of saying this? He's, he's a little – he'll make tackles seven, eight yards downfield uh, instead of always being the maniac, if ah. you get where I'm going. I got where you're going. So you're All going. Right, glass so. half full, glass half empty. See, yeah. I did that pretty quickly. Yes, yes, that was very good. Uh, Philip Rivers, 66% completion rate last year. Now, I was talking to Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts today. We were talking about other stuff, radio during the COVID and how they're doing it. By the way, they're not traveling in all likelihood, the radio team, because David encouraged not to. I'm just giving you stuff on the air, this inside baseball stuff. And, yeah. But he feels like they can drive to at least five road games because they're right in the middle of everything. And, and you're yeah. playing all these Rust Belt teams, so you can just take a three-, four-hour drive. I'm like, I'd be doing that in a hot second. Are yeah. you kidding? If I could jump in a car and go to five mm-hmm. of my road games, I'd probably do that most of the time. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they uh, they handle it. So, uh, But he, he pointed out one thing about them. The Colts played 11 one-score games last year. They were 5-6 and six in those games. Jacoby Brissett, you know, they, the, the game against us on Thursday night, he thought his longest pass was 12 yards or something like that. that it night. was. Yeah. And Phillip Rivers is definitely better than Jacoby Brissett. 
no yeah. matter what, at 38 years old, he's got to be, right? Because Jacoby didn't play well last year for them. I know he's banged up, and I think that was a factor as well. But Jacoby's never been more than a 61% completion passer. Rivers, 66% last year. However, here's the half empty on Rivers last year. 20 picks, my yep. goodness. If that kind of thing continues, you know, you have no hope because as much as Jacoby is not, you know, your big game passer – you know, he took care of the football interception-wise last year. All right, let's get to our next team of glass half empty, glass half full. All right, let's go this way. The Tennessee Titans give me the glass half full on Tennessee, Johnny. Derrick Henry is still the man. He's still the king. He's a rushing leader from last year. I think he will fall off a little bit because of all of the tread off the tire he had last year, over 400 touches. However, I do think he is still – Someone to be reckoned with. He is a freak of nature, and I think he's the kind of guy that if anybody's going to come back from such usage last year, it's going to be him. I think A.J. Brown is emerging and going to emerge as one of the better receivers in not only the AFC South in the AFC and in the NFL. Uh, I think Ryan Tannehill does enough to keep the train on the tracks, and with that offensive line that will just get better with Nate Davis going into his second year, guard Ben Jones still at center, Taylor Luan, Roger Saffold in the second year with the team, uh, and then they added Isaiah Wilson, one of the freakiest big guys you've ever seen. Offensively, in run-it-back mode, I think they could be very, very good. Defensively, Jeffrey Simmons is an absolute dude up front. I think he is a superstar. I think Harold Landry has really good pass rush effort off the edge, and our linebackers are athletic with a stud in the secondary in Kevin Byard. And I'll say it. I think the Titans are very, very well coached. They're, they prepare very well. Vrabel gets everything out of that team. He gets every ounce of orange juice out of one singular orange every single week, and that's what makes them very scary to face. All right, so the glass half empty on the team from Nashville. I think Henry is going to have some fall off. It just depends on how far it is because hardly anybody, if anybody, has ever come back from 400 touches in a season and then been even as good or better than that runner was the year before. Ryan Tannehill has been just average. I mean, he really was able to capitalize on Henry. And if Henry is slowed down, then the pressure goes all on Ryan Tannehill. And that's never been a forte for his. He was perfect when Henry was leading the charge. But if Henry gets slowed up for any reason, then Tannehill has the pressure and that could be very, very difficult for him. Defensively, I'm not buying the Titans' front seven. I'm not buying them, I don't, especially the pass rush. I don't know where the pass rush is going to come from outside of Harold Landry, especially if Vic Beasley stays away from the team. And I don't think the Titans can cover. I really don't. I don't think Adoree Jackson. I mean, Logan Ryan, the player, is rated as the 60th player in the league, and the Titans aren't even bringing him back. And mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do in the secondary because I'm, not, I'm just not buying them as cover guys, when they had Logan Ryan and Adoree Jackson and Malcolm Butler, you felt like, well, okay, maybe they'll find – I just don't see it. I don't think any of the three of them actually cover anybody, and Logan Ryan's not even coming back. So I think you can throw the ball on them, and I think teams will throw the ball on them because I don't know that you're gonna be, they're going to be able to get pressure from the outside. And there's no Jarrell Casey up front. So you got no Jarrell Casey. You've got no other edge rusher threat right now, in all honesty, because Vic Beasley's not there. So where is the pass rush coming from? That's glass half empty for the Titans. I, uh, I kind of agree with the whole Henry thing. I mean, it, it's all about Derrick Henry. 
I don't think Tannehill can carry that team. If Henry plays well, they'll have a good record. I, I they might go nine and seven for the fifteenth consecutive season, or however many seasons they've done that for. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's going to be really tough to get over the top unless Henry is all out all the time, fifteen, sixteen games. Uh, it's going to be difficult. All right, let's get to the final team. They reside in North Florida in the glass half full, glass half empty segment here. Can we even get to half full on the Jacksonville Jaguars? Do you have a half a glass oh, yeah. for the Jags? Oh, absolutely. I think they've got a they've got as much young talent as any team in this division, as crazy as that sounds. DJ Chark has evolved into one of the better wide receivers in the NFL. He is a deep threat. He really is honing his game to be an all-round threat uh, all over the field as a receiver. DJ Chark is a heck of a player. Uh, Leonard Fournette, look, Leonard Fournette went for over 1,100 yards and I think had 76 catches last year, which is amazing to think about because he really is not a great pass receiver. Um, and the offensive line with Juwan Taylor at tackle, he's fantastic. And if Mitchu Mania hits you, you got issues because things start going wild. That's when Gardner Minshew kind of keeps things in check. They're going to have two stud young rushers and Josh Allen and Caleb on chase on and CJ Henderson is arguably one of the best athletes in this past draft, that corner who's going to be able to, at some point be able to lock guys down man to man. So they've got some definite young talent in the building, no doubt. Nice job, Johnny. What about half empty for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, I still don't think they're going to stop anybody running the football. And okay. that, that was the bugaboo last year. Teams were able to just pound on them. And they wilted. I think you can throw the ball on them. I think C.J. Henderson will struggle this year. I think down the road he'll, he'll be pretty solid, but I think he will struggle. Um, he's going to struggle with some speed that he's going to see. And I don't think the secondary is going to be able to stop anybody throwing the football. I do think Allen and Chase are a problem from the outside, but if you block them, you're going to have time to throw. And you're going to have time to throw against, I think, a defense that um, has, has some issues and will have some issues with youth. And then Gardner Minshew. If you're able to keep Minshew in the pocket, as we did in London, it's very difficult for him to throw the ball over the top of guys. His release is a little shorter than some guys. I just I'm not buying it. And Leonard Fournette is not your bell cow type of running back that you want. I mean, he's 3.7 yards per carry. That's just not the kind of guy you want to have. He has no he has no way to beat you unless you give it to him. If you get out of your gap and your fits aren't right, then he'll he'll exploit it. He did it at Pittsburgh as a rookie, went 90 yards, and he can do that. But if you stay to your run fits and you force him to have to beat you on his own, he can't do it. And I think the offensive line overall is still not where Jacksonville wants it to be. And they spent a lot of money and a lot of draft picks. They got it right with Juwan Taylor. But the rest up and down, I don't know that I see it, especially Cam Robinson at tackle. His play has gotten uh, – his play has dipped year after year after year, and that's been a problem for the Jags up front. All right, that's glass half full, glass half empty. You heard it. Now the Texans have their own scenarios that we've been talking about all offseason long, and we can get into more either in the next segment or tomorrow, more likely tomorrow, because in the next segment, let's go around the league. A certain deadline has passed, and what did it mean for the league moving forward through training camp and into the regular season? Plus, fans, no fans, well, one stadium at least has declared no fans for the first couple of games, and it kind of hurts a bit to read about this one. Plus, how do the other sports look so far? Quick reviews next here on Texans Radio. Download the Texans mobile app for news, videos, alerts, and more on your Houston Texans. Hyundai has always had your back, and now Hyundai is also looking out for your pocketbook. 
Introducing Hyundai Complimentary Maintenance. Three years or 36,000 miles of coverage that includes all basic maintenance. Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to life. Drive home in a new 2020 Hyundai Sonata, starting at just $24,575. Complimentary maintenance included. Visit buyhyundai.com or see your local Hyundai dealer today. Call 202-929-0073 for complete details. This is a story about doers. It's also about Houston, teamwork, and... Hunt, hunt, hunt. Yeah, I think they heard you the first time. When you're committed to doing good in the community, it helps to have good teammates. So Chevron partnered with the Houston Texans to do good in Houston. Volunteering thousands of hours, working with nonprofits, and helping to make a difference for Houston's youth. These teams bring their A-game on and off the field. Chevron, proud to be the official volunteerism partner of the Houston Texans. Hey, Texans fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day. So skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Deshaun Watson's got nothing but love. I love this organization. I love them and their family. I love the coaching staff. I love the coaches. I love the players. I love the city. I love the fan base. Right now, my main focus is doing everything I can to bring the city and this organization its first championship. It's first it's championship. First championship. Wow. We would love that too, Deshaun. Let's get it. Come on. Houston's sports leader. Sports Radio 610. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. As the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Eye Associates knows that vision is everything, especially in football. Houston Eye is here to help Texans see better and keep their eyes on the prize. Houston Eye Associates has 28 Houston area locations with specialists in LASIK, cataracts, glaucoma, retina, cornea, oculoplastics, pediatrics, uveitis, and more. Come and see us today. Houston Eye Associates, the preferred eye care provider of the Houston Texans. Do you know an outstanding Latino leader who is making a positive impact on Houston? Nominate them today for the Houston Texans Campeón de la Comunidad Award. Presented by Miller Lite. The award honors a leader in the Latino community who is making a positive impact on the city of Houston through service to a local nonprofit. Winner will receive a $20,000 grant for their nonprofit and recognition at a Texans home game. Visit HoustonTexans.com backslash campeón to nominate a Latino leader today. To a child... Time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official Children's Hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. 
Red Diamond knows perfect, not easy. Our karaoke skills, at least we have our day jobs. Our family photo, take number 82. Even our radio commercial has the occasional glitch. So we'll stick to what we have perfected, our Red Diamond tea. No shortcuts, no concentrates. Perfectly crafted from actual tea leaves and water. After all, at Red Diamond, we think tea should taste like, well, tea. Red Diamond, we're perfect at tea. Houston Texans Lux members report up to 12 times ROI on their Lux investment. That's why 50% of Fortune 500 companies in Houston have joined Texans Lux. Lux is not just networking and access to the team. It's an asset that will work for you. In a competitive business environment, Lux members earn a return by utilizing the wide variety of Lux benefits. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your business. Visit HoustonTexansLux.com. Welcome back to The Conversation. It's Texans All Access on Texans Radio. Oh, yeah, on the Texans app, we got so much good stuff there. All the O'Brien stuff from today, David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, the story about Janice McNair donating $1 million. How cool I mean, is that? Just fantastic cool uh, to help uh, rent relief in Houston. And Sylvester Turner, you've seen the Conversations for Change. That's up on our website as well, the conversation with him. And uh, he announced it yesterday at a city meeting. And this is just great to see Janice stepping up again. I mean, my goodness, when you're able to do that with millions, $5 million to the ProVision School uh, around a year ago, almost a year ago, which I don't think got enough uh, accolades, enough coverage. I mean, that, that school is so phenomenal. If you ever go down there or you read about it anyway, probably not a good time to go down there right now. But uh, school in Sunnyside, just changing kids' lives, led by Roy Nell Young, who's just such an inspiration uh, to so many. I, I just think it's amazing. All right, let's continue the conversation here, Johnny. Now, I have been watching the NBA, and here's my vibe on this. i, I got to share this with you. You can't do this unless you're in a bubble, and basketball has a particularly unique kind of situation here. Smaller floor, fewer athletes than most sports, and – the bubble kind of reminds me, you know, they're all there together. And mm-hmm. basketball is sometimes like that during, let's say, a conference tournament, you know, or some yeah. kind of tournament setting where you feel like, all right, they're going to play, then they're going to go back to the hotel, then they're going to come back and play and practice and shoot around. And it's very familiar to these guys to be in a setting like that. Now, this is a very nice bubble, okay? I know everyone saw the food on the first date. It looked like the fire <laughs> festival. You know, it yeah. looked really bad. <laughs> It's like, what What happened? <laughs> Why are we here? I'm used to, like, a caterer, a great training table. Uh, but they've improved that dramatically. Tillman, Fertitta, a big part of that. Yeah, Tillman but happened. I, I, yeah, I think – I think they've done a remarkable job, and I, I think baseball's hanging in there too. I mean, I gotta, I gotta give credit to all these sports for for doing it. Now, I wish they did it sooner, but I yeah. get it. It takes a long time to do it right, to do it where it's acceptable to all parties involved. And now that they're doing it, hey, it's August, and it's like this cornucopia of sports every night. I wish we had preseason football to go along with it, but we don't. But we'll make the best of it. You know, tonight was supposed to be. Uh, tonight was supposed to what the Hall of Fame game? Hall of Fame game. Yes, because it's a Fame Thursday. Game was supposed to be tonight. Ooh, that would have been so nice. Which means you the know, Hall of Fame induction would have been this weekend. 
Yeah, that would have been great to have it tonight. Yeah, oh, I would have loved that. You know, that they, so fun. they moved it to Thursday to sort of kick off the weekend instead uh-huh. of cap off the weekend, right? Yeah. Um, yep. It was on Monday for a while, and they just didn't like that anymore. I, me- I remember Dennis Miller made his uh, Monday Night Football announcing oh, debut right. at the Hall of Fame game, and he was saying, like, ah, it's really different when you're up here in the booth. I've never been in a booth before. I'm thinking, good choice. Yeah. Okay. I remember, I remember when you nothing said like that. I was ha- like, nothing like having experience. Well. You know, and you, no problem. All right, the opt-out deadline has passed. So here we are with the opt-out deadline in the rearview mirror. Now, there can still be some opt-outs. It's not like opting out is completely over, but there have to be some extenuating circumstances for lack of a better way of putting it, right? Right. But 67 NFL players have taken the option to not participate in the 2020 season. Thoughts? I think... It's probably about where I expected. I know the NFL was expecting about that number, maybe mm-hmm. a, maybe a little lower. But I mean, the when you hear the stories of players that have opted out and why, it, I mean, it, you're like, yeah, okay. I mean, I, I understand completely. And look, everybody, everybody has, uh, you know, has a, a story, has a background, has. You know something in their in their family history. Um, I think it was uh, man. I, I I think it was Ryan Clark. I could be wrong, but Ryan Clark for the Steelers for a long time could never play in Denver because I think he oh, had yeah. sickle cell. I think it was yeah. Ryan Clark, if I remember correctly, and he could, he couldn't play he couldn't play in Denver because of the altitude. So look, we've all you know everybody's got something, and I saw. Tredavious White tweet about the grief he was getting uh, probably from Bills fans, I mean, expectedly from Bills fans, when he was considering opting out. And then he said in a tweet, and Tredavious has a way in his tweets to kind of put people back in their place, and he talked about his girlfriend's grandfather who died from COVID. And it was like that was kind of his final line. It's like, oh, okay. Like, first of all, it shouldn't come to that. Like, people should, I respect your decision, no matter what it is. Right. Respect right. it. I respect your decision no matter what. There ain't anybody on the face of this earth that knows, Mark, what you personally have been through every single day of your life. Nobody knows what I've been through. Nobody knows what Tredavious White's been through. So trying yeah. to opine on those situations makes you look like an absolute idiot and and bleep hole. It makes you, you look know. idiotic. Yeah. You have yeah, no you idea. don't know who's at home. Uh, the right. wife's parents or his parents or whoever might be around or close enough where somebody in the household has to see them, and then you don't want to spread it to them. And then, you know, yeah. There are so many different considerations. Johnny, that's all the time we have for tonight. Somehow the third segment races by, maybe because we don't allow enough time for it. But that's what <laughs> happens. And, Tyler, thank you very much for producing. We will be back tomorrow bringing it strong, as always. And I'll be on with Sean and Seth tomorrow, 8 to 9 a.m., for the season finale of the Vandermeer Offseason Sean and Seth Show appearances. So there's that. Have a great night, everyone, and go Texans. Oh.
This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Do you know an outstanding Latino leader who is making a positive impact on Houston? Nominate them today for the Houston Texans Campeón de la Comunidad Award. Presented by Miller Lite. The award honors a leader in the Latino community who is making a positive impact on the city of Houston through service to a local nonprofit. Winner will receive a $20,000 grant for their nonprofit and recognition at a Texans home game. Visit HoustonTexans.com backslash campeón to nominate a Latino leader today. It's a Texas tradition. Since 1946, Blue Ribbon has proudly served Texan families natural smoked bacon and natural casing sausages made from premium ingredients seasoned for Texas tastes. It's the preferred sausage and bacon of the Houston Texans. Blue Ribbon, it's a Texas tradition. Want to start an argument with sports fans? Ask who should be the MVP. Everybody has an opinion. This player does this, and that player does that, and I could be persuaded either way. But when it comes to an MVP of MPG, yeah, miles per gallon, I made my choice. Chevron with Tecron. Why? Well, number one, it's proven. No gasoline gets better mileage. Number two, no gasoline has more cleaning power to help keep vital engine parts clean. Unbeatable mileage, unbeatable cleaning. You can't argue with that. Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. Hey, Texans fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day. So skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. Okay, so maybe we're new to home improvement. But we're determined. So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa! At Floor & Decor, we shop the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors. And I appreciated the budget-friendly prices. Now, thanks to Floor & Decor, we're unstoppable. Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore Floor & Decor in person or online at floorandecor.com. From the slightest bend to complex motions, your body is made to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are using advanced technology and imaging to develop custom treatment plans, and our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at 20 locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. This is Texans Radio. The mission of the Houston Texans Foundation is to be champions for Houston's youth. On Texans Tuesdays throughout the season, Texans players spend their only day off in the community, meeting fans and helping further our mission to do great things for Houston. Last year, Texans players made 250 appearances supporting programs in education, character development, and health and fitness to empower the next generation of Texans. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com slash community. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. 
The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. Hey, parents and teachers. We know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football, all for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com community. Right now, many of us are unsure about what may come next. At Reliant, we want to help you light the way. With 24-7 customer care and online support, we're here for you today, and we'll be here long after we power through this. Just visit Reliant.com slash light the way or call 1-866-RELIANT. Because even though we're a bit farther apart these days, we're all in this together. Reliant. That's power. Your way. PUCT number 10007. Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our Picks for Six? <laughs> it's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's Houston. Are you missing out on Houston's most exclusive business network? Members of Texans Lux become your network, matching you with your executive peers at any of our exclusive events. With more than 10 off-season events per year, like trips with a team to training camp, VIP draft party, business luncheons, and more, you're provided year-round access to the network that works for you. Find out how you can use Texans Lux to grow your network by visiting HoustonTexansLux.com. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. 